everybody. How you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to the Broad Street Hockey Green Room Live post game. Ah, no, it's Spotify Live now. Damn it. Take two. Hey, everybody. How you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to the Broad Street Hockey Spotify Live post game. My name is Bill Matz. I'm your director of Fun and Games for the evening. Man, I know we've said this a lot this year, but that might have been the most boring game I've ever watched. I just... You know, they've played a lot of boring hockey. They absolutely have. But, man, the Rangers didn't do anything to, like, really stick it to them and capitalize. It was just, that was like watching fucking soccer. Uh, There was, like, two scrums, uh, a couple of goals. Like, that was just boring as hell. Um, I'm, I'm glad guys are getting some ice time at this point in the season. Some kids are getting to play. That's awesome. Bobby Brink. You know, he looks like he could be something. Uh, he, he's not a star. Uh, he looks nice, though. Felix Sandstrom, he's battling out there. I, I don't know if he can be, like, a legit number one goalie, but he's getting used to the speed of the game, and even though he might be a little behind, he's able to keep the team in it. And that's, uh, you know, that's you need that sort of mentality. So that's good to see, but... Uh, what is he? What is there to even say about this one? Uh, after the nine-two drubbing last night, uh, you know they came out with a little fire early. They hit a few good shifts. They were winning the shot battle for a little bit, and I was just like, "Do not do this again." But they did not disappoint. Uh, they were able to lose in regulation, and uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes from here. I guess eight games left. I got very little to say about this game. I there's so little to even say about the team at this point. Like what? What is left? We're just waiting to see how badly they screw up this offseason. Like, how far have they kicked the can down the road to, like, prolong the shit show and put off a rebuild, you know? Like, all right, how many years did they add to how long it's going to be before we're actually good? That's that's what I'm looking forward to at this point. Uh, all right, let's go to, let's lead it off with Harris Barnes. Harris, you're live. Uh, hey, Bill, how are you? What's going on tonight, Harris? Um, yeah, I don't know what's more embarrassing, that lack of offensive performance at all, or also the fact that the building was invaded by Rangers fans. I know part of that is because, like, the Mets and Towns are the unique combo of Rangers-Mets fans. They just did the whole thing, so, but, like, that was terrible. It was, but and it's just, when, when you have a season like this, it's expected. Why wouldn't they come down here? They're about to, you know, they a regulation win last night. I didn't realize until I was watching the game, like, they could have, I think, had the tiebreaker for leading the division if they had beat Carolina in regulation last night. Yeah. Of course they didn't, uh, but, like, it's incredible the kind of year they're having. Like, Shesterkin has carried them for a lot of it, but night like tonight, they get the goaltending from Georgiev. Like, Capo uh, Kako comes back in the lineup, has a couple of goals. Uh, I almost want to, like, bet on them to do something just because they have Shesterkin, and maybe they could, you know, if he plays well for a couple weeks, they could find themselves in the final. But I don't know. But, yeah, it's – the whole thing's embarrassing. They just – they have so little at this point, the Flyers. The, firepower isn't even the word. They, they don't have a cap gun. Like, how do you make Kako look good? He he barely ever looks good, and then he comes <laughs> back in the lineup. It's like a second or third game back in the lineup, and he looks, like, actually very decent. That's so bad. Also, the Flyers, since, like, I'll guesstimate, like, November 15th, 
they are the worst team in the league or the second worst, like Seattle's there. Because at least Arizona and Montreal have, like, had some, like, hot streaks. The Flyers have been, like, the worst team in the league. It's that. Yeah, that's, like, every (laughs) – whenever I see a statistic and the Flyers are, like, bottom 10 and they're not the worst, I just say, yeah, it's a statistic that fails the eye test. Like, they're hard – they're the worst. There's no team that's worse than them. It's impossible to believe. And we talked about on the show here last night, like, even the teams with worse records, I wouldn't want to be – like, I'd rather be in any of their situations than the Flyers. Yeah, it's um, it, it's really bad. I um, at least Brink, like he looks like an NHLer, and I saw something we've only seen like one other time, or at least I've seen only one other time this year. I saw Keith Yandel actually use his body and pin someone against the board. I've seen it one other time, so um, like that's impressive. Um, well, the streak's over. He can put his body on the line now. You know, if he tweaks <laughs> something, he can miss a game. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, Lisinski, maybe he'll be a decent bottom sixer. I just don't know he's if yeah. he's ever going to be a consistent enough guy in the lineup to like he just he'll be a quadruple A guy basically. That's I, I get the feeling, and we've had so many of these guys at this point. I, I'm not holding out hope for all of them. I want to see so many guys seize an opportunity. Uh, you know, these last few games, you're going to get called up show something absolutely you know six guys missed the game with injury nobody stood out tonight like no guys who've been here like Morgan Frost no really young guys trying to make a name it was just an all-around yeah game Bill I'll end it with this if you're Chuck Fletcher what's your first move of the offseason oh thanks Harris what's my first move of the offseason if I'm Chuck, the flexibility, if you're going to pull off what you have to pull off, figuring out how to get out from under JVR and how to cover as little of his salary or none of it as that's the, if they're going to execute what I believe their plan is, there's no way to do it without first moving JVR. Uh, like, of course, you can go over, you know, the salary cap by 10% in the offseason. So they can make other moves and stuff first. But, like, my number one priority would just be we need this money. We need this roster spot. We need the flexibility of not having a $7 million winger uh, who's going to score, you know, 18 of his 20 goals once the season ended in exhibition games, basically. So, um, and like, I, I hate shitting on JVR cause it's like then retroactively, he was always bad. No, he was a good goal scorer for you for a while. He was a good school goal scorer for Toronto for a while. He's past that now. He's, he's under that. He's just, he's not the same player and it's very obvious. Uh, let's go to, I think Adam Bortz was next. Adam, you're live. I fucking hate this place. <laughs> yeah. like, I really, I, 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 I agree, Adam. It's uh, <laughs> and like, there's just no end in sight. Like, I'm not excited about anything moving forward. Like, who is there to be excited about? Like, not no, one like, player am I am I like, <clears throat> jazzed about. 
to see. Yeah, yeah, like, do I think, you know, next year, like, a potential, like, Brink and Tippett third-line duo could be a lot of fun. Maybe Scott Lawton centers them. Yeah, sure. Is that, like, anything to, like, oh, man, I got to go get my season tickets? Agreed. No, Agreed. Not, a, not a little bit. Like, I, you know, they could – they could make some splashy moves this summer. Like, yeah, if they get Johnny Goudreau, I'll be happy because like they'll have an awesome player that I'll get to watch. But sure. I don't know if it would, I don't think then my assessment would be like, Oh, there we go. We're winning the division. Like I, I don't see that. I don't see my optimism no. reaching that level unless they just pull off some crazy shit. No, they, they just need to shed salary like any way they can. They have to do that. Or they can't do anything. They're going to be strapped, you know. Um, if we're lucky enough, there is still time, and I feel like the Flyers have it in them. We still might be able to get a third ten-game losing streak in this season before that. You know, Adam, I was th- like last night during last <laughs> night's game when they're just getting when they're just getting the shit kicked out of them by the Caps. <laughs> I was thinking this is awesome. Because yeah. like this is the like this is the fatal wound. Yep. They will now give up. Like I fully expect them to. Li- they have back to backs against Buffalo this weekend. Yeah. I fully expect them to lay down in these Buffalo games. Like there is no more. <laughs> there's no more pretense of at least we're trying. Like no, you just got your skull caved in on TV. Oh, man. Like, it's so bad. And it's then he so got bad. shut out by the Rangers backup. Like oh, I know. <laughs> it's so bad. It's so bad. What was the other night when uh, the Michigan-Denver game was on? I forget who they were playing, um, but they were on at the same time. I think it was Friday night. And uh, the platform I was watching the Michigan-Denver game on, I think it was on ESPNU, but when it went into overtime, they switched it to another channel that I didn't have on that specific platform. The only way that I could watch the game was to watch it on ESPN3 <laughs> in Spanish. So <laughs> the choice I had was watch the Flyers game or watch a college hockey game in Spanish. In a language I'm assuming college you're not fluent game. in. <laughs> I watched a college hockey game in Spanish so I would not have to watch the Flyers. You know, oh tremendous, Adam. That's absolutely tremendous, and that's a great. That's that's just a great anecdote from this season. Really, yeah. it's a perfect metaphor. Like, like fuck. <laughs> I, 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 when I'm I'm looking at the stands tonight, and I see all those Rangers jerseys, I'll tell you what oh surprised me. I'll tell you what surprised me: the fact that there's any orange in the crowd whatsoever. Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> what the fuck are people yeah. still going to these games? It just fucking irks me that the Mets and the Rangers got a win in the same goddamn day. And those fans get to have that there. And the Flyers are so bad that they allowed those fans to be there because Flyers fans aren't buying tickets. Like it just just enrages me. It's a shitty situation all around. It's just, it's such a shame that this organization is in this spot and there's like no hope. Yeah. I know, like, okay, like, Noah Cates looks all right. Brink looks yeah, like cool. he has good vision. Like, we probably will get Couturier back. Ellis might be dead. Like, yeah, who knows? What the fuck? They just, they need to get rid of Cap so that they can make moves during the offseason or, or they're not going to, they're not going to be able to be competitive for years, I think. But anyway, uh, I'll, I'll get going. But uh, I just wanted to say, um, 
real quick before I leave. Uh, I read the uh, Big Daddy article in CIL Times that Cataldi wrote. I thought it was an awesome, awesome piece. It really was. Um, we were – Ava and I were really, really pleased with it. It was it was Good. very nice. It was really cool. Thanks a lot, Adam. Good. All yeah, right. Uh, and Big Daddy and Angelo Cataldi uh, were real good friends for a while. Uh, for a long, long time, they worked together. And uh, it, it comes through, I think, in the writing that they were very close. And uh, say what you will about Cataldi. Excellent writer. Tremendous writer. Uh, let's see. I think Warren Brody was next. Warren, you're live on the post game. Hey, Bill. Uh, another great game tonight. You know, I think the first thing in my mind the Flyers need to do is get a quality coach in here. Someone that can. Yeah. Yeah. Someone that's got some charisma. Someone that can, you know, plate up their defense. They they got to start somewhere. Um, that's and it's really like it's getting to the point where. Since I think I know what they're going to do this offseason, I really believe that they actually might need John Tortorella, like someone who will enforce structure and accountability. Because, man, Warren, you're talking about defense. They play zero right now. (laughs) They don't play defense. And they're always in the defensive zone. They get plenty of practice, and they're horrible at it. I thought that was your strategy. strategy that He tells them to leave guys alone in front of the net. Uh, but you know, maybe he thinks the goalie's a, another defenseman, like he's supposed to cover I, a guy. I have a question that uh, just occurred to me. These injuries, and it concerns me because there's so many of them. But our younger player, are we just? Do we have a lot of soft players? I mean, York's hurt now, and Hart is constantly getting hurt. And I, I'm concerned that Hart, Hart's ever going to make it here at this point. I think we're going to kill him. But I, I think like I, I think a lot of it now is just being precautionary. Like if a guy's banged up, what's the point? Like the season's been yeah, but, over. But we seem to have so many more injuries than anyone else. We're never healthy. I mean, you know, they talk about an aggressive retool. How can you have an aggressive retool if half your team's always hurt? I mean, it's the it's whole it's just BS. But whatever. I, uh, we'll see. <laughs> Yeah, I feel you, Warren. Thanks a lot. It's – the whole thing is we'll see. I don't think many people have optimism that, oh, yeah, they're just – like, yeah, they're a few players away. Those – like, yeah, they need three pieces, three fucking superstars, you know? (laughs) Like, if they get a superstar defenseman and two superstar forwards, shit, they're right there. They're they're a contender. But since that's, like, impossible, uh, you know, I just – man. It, it's it's hard just not repeat myself over and over. They're so fucking bad. And it's like not even talking about the game tonight because the game tonight, it's a sham. Like they're playing sham games at this point. They have six guys out hurt. Like, you know, they already traded Giroux away. You got Hayes coming back from an injury. Like you haven't had your number one defenseman all year. You haven't had your number one center all year. These are fake games they're playing now. It's just, it's, it, end the season, forfeit the last eight games. <sighs> Patrick Reed Miller. Patrick, you're live. Hey, Bill, how's it going? How are you tonight, Pat? Oh, uh, you'll never guess who just scored in the Avs game. Uh, was it uh, NAK? Uh, ding, 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 ding. Correct. <laughs> outstanding. Oh, Good for God, him. Outstanding. But anyway, so my birthday wish came true. The Flyers lost again, so there's that. 
<laughs> Another boring game. But is my it? god. My god, dude, but that was so so boring. Like the best part of the game is when they went 11 and a half minutes without a stoppage. That was it. The fact that the clock ran for 11 minutes was but that, that was our saving grace. Uh, it really like it it made me think, you know what? The Rangers aren't that good. Like that's really I was like, why aren't the Rangers like beating our brains in the way the Caps did last night? And I really like the Rangers played last night too. They had a tough game against Carolina. I get it. But if they're actually cup contenders, they should put up six, seven goals against the Flyers. Everybody should. Yeah, I bet on them to kill us tonight, and it didn't pan out. I picked the wrong guy to score two goals, so that, that kind of sucked. Ah. But ugh. isn't it funny? If you watch the pregame panel before the game, isn't it funny how they like basically shat on Chuck Butcher's whole retool thing? I, I was laughing. Yeah, I mean, like, anybody... And, and I, I don't want to say everybody because, you know, there's plenty of guys out there who are, like, bad at their jobs and get shit wrong all the time. But basically anyone with any idea of what they're doing would look at this and go, there's no way. Like, there's – you have no cap space. You have no premier prospects. Like, what? how are you going to get these players that you need? I mean, I mean, I hate to say it, but I think, I think at this point we're going to have to – Listen to offers on Provi, connect me, and get rid of JVR. Like that—that—that's the only way. That's the only way oh, I see this happening. As I much as fully, it sucks, I fully expect at least one of Provorov, connect me, and Sandheim to be traded, if not two of them. And it's going to bite uh, I don't us know in which, the ass. I don't know but which, which two do we have. Yeah, it's just you're paying these guys. And, like, Konechny is probably making what a good second-line scoring right-winger should make. It's just he has now proven he cannot carry a line, and they need guys who can do that. He can't. I mean, someone's probably going to call on him that has a better distributor so he can shoot the puck more, and, like, it's going to suck. But, like, you got to give to get in this league. Yeah, no, and they're, that's the, they're going to have to give something up so these, like – prime-aged veterans are the only real valuable pieces they have. Like, who else? Like, I don't know. Does anyone want the rights to Ivan Fedotov? Like, what? <laughs> what? You know, like, Elliot Desnoyers? Like, who knows? Oh, yeah, that's someone we're going to really, like, give up a star player for. Like, no one knows who these guys are. They have nice seasons. They're, like, well-thought-of prospects, but they're not top-of-the-line guys. Absolutely, and uh, I guess I'll let it on this. The good news is we got eight games left, thank God. And but I think it's going to be really bad just to shut Hart down. You got Samson Jones for the rest of the year, and like seven rookies in this lineup. My God, these last eight games are going to be a crawl. But thanks, a, thanks, Bill. Thanks, always. Patrick. Yeah, that and that's like my biggest fear. It's, I no longer fear them like going on a winning streak and like ruining their draft stock because there's no big camp. There's no fucking way. <laughs> There's just no way of them accomplishing that. Uh, my fear now is just we're going to have to watch the most boring eight games ever uh, to close out this season. And it started tonight. This was a snoozer. Uh, let's go to Dan Allen. Dan, you're live on the post game. Hey, Bill. Good to talk to you, man. How you doing tonight, Dan? Okay. Uh, you know, it, it could it could just be because I'm a uh... – you know, I miss the days where, you know, guys punch each other in the face and threw big hits all the time. But the thing that stood out to me the last few days was that 
in each of the broadcasts, you had a former flyer doing color commentary talking about how, oh, the flyers better not pick a fight with this other team because they'll get their ass kicked. Did you notice that? Yeah, I thought it was hilarious last night when they were like basically begging the flyers, like, do not do this. Like, you don't have Wayne Simmons anymore. Like, guys like Nicholas Aubey, Kubel aren't around. Like, you have nobody. Don't do this. That was really funny, I thought, last night, during last night's broadcast. Yeah, and Jonesy said the same thing tonight. <laughs> and they were messing with Ryan Reeves. So, and, you know, now that, uh, now that McEwen's cut his hair, he probably has lost all his powers and is going to get his ass kicked even more than he usually does. <laughs> Uh, that's I like I, I like that uh, Reeves said he's done fighting for the regular season he's saving it for the playoffs that's good stuff oh, good. Uh, good yeah but yeah the Flyers it gets back to like I don't need their identity to be, to be the Broad Street Bullies like that's the kind of hockey I like because that's the kind of hockey I grew up with but they just have zero identity like they're not fast they're not skilled they're not tough they're not good defensively they're not good offensively what the fuck are they? Well, they're, I'll just tell you what bad, they're, they're just a bad team. Their identity is panic in the defensive zone and pass yourself into oblivion in the offensive zone. It just the same thing happens all the time. Like, yeah, Igor Zamula has been here for one day and he's already taken ridiculous uh, delay of game penalties. <laughs> you know? He was just like, God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> I felt bad for him. I was like, ah, kid, you'll get another shot. Been, they have no one else. Although I will say Felix Sandstrom looked pretty good again. So, you know, he that did. gives me a little he's bit of confidence. Like, he's, yeah, clearly, he really... he, he's clearly not ready, I think. But his his athleticism and his, like, just aggressiveness kind of make up for it. Uh, like, yeah. he could get there. I think he could get up to game speed. This is what it's third NHL appearance and his second start. Like, you know, he can get there eventually. But I, I like what I see out of him just from a mentality, like – perspective yeah i mean i i what i mean that's what what was it the second Kako goal i think where he was uh skating all alone in front of the net because program and sanheim were behind the net <laughs> uh yeah, if, he almost got over on the uh on the back door goal on that awesome yeah. pass from truba like, yeah he's like he, if he's like a, he he's like a quarter inch taller <laughs> yeah and you know i i just uh, you know i love this team i love i love i love the flyers <laughs> um I'm probably moving out of state soon, so I probably went to my last game last Saturday against Anaheim, which is, you know, upsetting for me, but it is what it is. I just, uh, I hope that eventually some of these young fans, younger than I am, I'm, I'm 32, so I'm not like ancient or anything, but these uh, younger fans who've only seen shitty Flyers hockey for God knows how long can uh, have some great memories like I had from the early 2000s. So let's. No, uh, th- and thanks, Dan. I agree. Like, that's an underrated part of. Um like what's going wrong with the Flyers and like the Flyers business is good and it's always been good, but man, there's a generation of kids who, who grew up with an irrelevant hockey team. Like as the, as the people, you know, the, the originals, the, the people who you know, got to party on broad street in 74 and 75, as they age out, as they pass on and everything, you know, the people who grew up got to see the eighties teams and they're you know, they're not necessarily the ticket buying age anymore. Now it's like the people who grew up with Lindros, like uh, people like me and Dan in our early 30s. And what happens to this next group who saw only Giroux and Voracek and a team with no 
no organizational direction, nothing to be proud of, no no attachment to the city or its history, like just just a bad team and an organization disconnected from uh, what made it so special. Like it's everything. It's uh, everything is the, is wrong with this organization when you think about it. Jesus Christ. Uh, let's go to Johnny Dyer. Johnny, you're live. How's it, Bill? How you doing tonight, Johnny? Oh, I'm doing all right, man. Um, hey, does it does it matter who the next coach is, like at all, for this team? Uh, I mean, I no. It, what matters most is talent. Like I, I think talent wins out above everything. But considering, like I said earlier, I, I almost think I want to see Tortorella at this point. Because he, he, you know, he'll preach structure. He'll he'll demand structure and accountability, and he'll yell at you. He's known, and he's known <laughs> for he's known for getting the most out of less than talented teams. And that's what you know. Even if they go and make moves this summer uh, it, to match up with the best teams in the East, Tampa, Carolina, Florida, you're not going to be able to do it on talent. So. I think a guy who could do something who gets the most out of, you know, teams that don't have it all, you're going to need someone like that. Is there um, any end to this season or anything happens at the end of the season that would, would get Fletcher fired or removed from his position? <sighs> I mean, what, what I else really could don't... possibly have happened? If it yeah, happened I really yet? don't think so. I mean, I guess if like, all the rest of the games this year are like the Washington game last night and they lose nine to two, maybe. But mm-hmm. I just think they're convinced this was an injury plagued, bad luck season, and they're a couple pieces away. That's what they think. I don't think they blame Chuck Fletcher. I think they blame bad luck. Do you think that they hear, you know, I feel like you're the voice of a lot of the fans like you know who feel and think the same way where you're like these they're going to they're already losing fans as you see from the crowd because the team is terrible but they also don't have a Giroud they don't have somebody who the in their pipeline that that can draw and excite kids to come and watch do you think the organization knows that yeah and I think that's why um one, they're going to try the aggressive retool because they believe they're stuck with, yeah. like, Couturier, Hayes, and Ellis are all signed, and they're at their lowest possible value right now. There's no moving on from those contracts, uh, especially at the current time. If they can get a Goudreau, maybe you can prop things up that way. Like, that's what right. I see from them. Somebody to sell tickets, hopefully. Yeah. Like, if we can at least get back to what we were in 2016, where we had some exciting players. You know, mm-hmm. Giroux still in his prime. Voracek still in his prime. Gostas Bear comes up. Suddenly, we're on a run. Uh, you know, Braden Shen is a point-of-game player in the second half of the season. And bang, they're in the playoffs. Like... Okay, yeah, in their minds, okay, yeah, now we have Carter Hart, we have a goalie we believe in, so we'll be better than we were at that point. Like, that's what I see them building to. Do you, and this is, I feel like we're kind of all 
kind of set to like, uh, hopefully they don't draft lower than seventh this season. Do you see them picking top five next season? No, because I think they're going to make, I mean, shit, you know, injuries can happen. We have no idea about Ryan Ellis and we have no idea about Sean Couturier. It's a back injury. That could mean anything. So if they're without their number one defenseman and number one center again, um, sure, it's a possibility, but I think they're going to do enough this offseason to ensure that they're a bubble playoff team. Right on. I know you got, uh, what, eight eight more of these, nine more of these? Eight more, baby. Good luck, brother. We appreciate it. <laughs> uh, on a positive note, Zamula looked uh, pretty good, right? Why not? Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, he looks like he can play at this level. And thanks a lot, Johnny. They're, you know, Charlie on, on BSH keeps stressing that they're just convinced if he plays, you know, two, three weeks in a row in the NHL, he's going to get hurt because he's so slight. Um, I, I guess it's a real concern. I think a player at his age, if you don't think you can play him in the NHL, you should move on. But we all saw, you know, that early training camp stuff when he was first hit the scene. He was physical. He looked like a good player. I believe in Igor Zamula, uh, but we'll see. Like, and, like, when I say I believe in him, I think he could be a nice third-pair guy, you know. Uh, they're going to need, again, plenty of talent ahead of him. Uh, but I want to see him get his shot here. It's it's finally time. Uh doesn't look like we have any more speaker requests. Our last guy dropped off. So that'll do it. Uh, I think we're going to wrap it up for the night. So thank you all for listening. Thank you for hanging out. If you haven't already, you got to hit that. Oh, Jesus, hit that subscribe button. Uh, just search Broad Street Hockey wherever they're podcast, and boom, content, content, content. Uh, I'll be back for this weekend's games. They don't play before the weekend again, do they? Right? It's the – they had back-to-backs, and then they play Friday – or they play Saturday, Sunday, right? That's got to be it. Uh, yeah, where'd you go here? Buffalo, Buffalo, yeah. At Buffalo, Saturday night at 7. Home against Buffalo, Sunday at 5. Jesus. Talk, uh, just talk about trash. <laughs> Buffalo At home against Buffalo at 5 o'clock on a Sunday. Who is going to be at that game? There might be 11 people in the stands. I kind of hope there are zero. We're going to be able to hear people having conversations in the stands. <laughs> All right. I'm done. Uh I'll see you again. I'll, I'll talk to you all this uh, this weekend. We're recording BSH tomorrow, so we'll have the gang together to talk about uh, this absolute shit show of a season that's finally winding down. Eight games left, fan. Uh, we for so long it felt like we had you know ten miles behind us and ten thousand in front of us, and we're finally reaching the light at the end of that tunnel. So here we go. Eight more games. Woo! My name is Bill Matz. Have a great week, everybody.